Welcome to part one of a four-part series from Balling in the Six. We're going to be reliving the Raptors' famous 2019 NBA Championship run. The mismatch on the switch right there and just raising up for the bucket. That's right, that was the sound of none other than DJ Augustine putting a dagger into every Raptors fan heart. The Raptors came into the playoffs as a team with a reputation of choking, but that was all different this year. The Raptors, of course, had NBA champion and general talisman Kawhi Leonard. They were facing the Orlando Magic at home. Now, the Magic, seventh seed, not necessarily the greatest technical team. They had some useful players. They had exciting players. They had length. They had youth. They had the likes of Terrence Ross off the bench. They had Nikola Vucevic coming off a brilliant all-star season. But come on, man, this is the Toronto Raptors. This is Kyle Lowry, Danny Green, Kawhi Leonard, Marc Gasol, Pascal Siakam, and a strong bench. Surely you don't want to drop a game in the whole series against the Magic. But it was at home where despite the Raptors' strength, the starting five, and their strength and depth, they could just not get the job done. Now, the Magic actually held themselves pretty well throughout the game. They had an eight-point lead going into halftime, which was duly slashed by Toronto going into the fourth. It's the fourth, of course, in playoff time is where you expect the likes of Siakam and Kawhi to take over, and fair play to them, they did. Siakam with 24 on 50% shooting, and Kawhi with 25, he ended up with, on 10 of 18 shooting. Siakam did most of his scoring in the first three quarters, and it was Kawhi who saved the Raptors' skin. After Jonathan Isaac and Evans Fournier had made seemingly impossible shots, Kawhi pulled off his trademark step-back three before following it up with a baseline jumper. Of course, two shots we would see very famously in the next series. This would put the Raptors up by 101-99 to with 48.7 seconds left. DJ Augustine duly leveled the scores up with a fantastic layup finish through contact. And then after the magic got a stop, it was that moment that you heard at the start of the episode. It was that moment where there was just a little bit of a mix up between Kawhi Leonard and Mark Sol on the switch. DJ Augustine and Vucevic were looking to run the pick and roll instead of run the pick and pop. And DJ, with 4.9 seconds to go, sunk the tray from behind the arc. And ultimately consigned the Raptors to going one game down at home in these playoffs. Now, there was one conclusion that a lot of people drew from this game. And it's a conclusion a lot of people would later regret, of course. 
and that was Kyle Lowry. Now Kyle Lowry dropped a big old stinker in terms of scoring zero points. Zero from seven from the field and oh from six from behind the arc. Missed both his free throws. Yep, he got seven rebounds, eight assists and two steals. But that's not the kind of performance you're looking for in the playoffs from your all-star point guard. At the same time, the Raptors are a good enough team, or on paper were a good enough team, that even if one of those players were to have a stinker, like Lowry, they should be good enough to make up the deficit. Of course, they got Van Vliet, who put up a decent performance off the bench, 5 from 9 from the field, 14 points, Ibaka, and Norman Powell. Uh, in fact, another interesting note with this is Lowry actually finished with the highest plus-minus on the team. Despite scoring 0 points, Lowry was plus 11 in his 33 minutes. In any sense, this sort of put the first seed of doubt in a lot of people's minds. It gave anti-Toronto NBA fans the sort of ammunition to sort of say Kawhi never should have played in Toronto in the first place. It's, you know, a franchise that is just chokes to the last. It's a franchise that will never win a championship. And that's shown by losing the first game at home to the seventh seed when you're heavy, heavy favourites. There was only one lesson from this. It was that the Raptors needed to change things going forward. Whether it be tactically, Nick Nurse of course is a crazy genius as we know him. Whether it be tactically or whether it be mentally, something needed to change. It's been an interesting night. Sustaining their effort the entire night. No letups. Leonard the three. His night is finally over. Incredible. Yeah, and I think also Nick Nurse wanted to have this moment where he got a chance to be appreciated by the home fans. You take him out the game, they can give him the standing ovation. Tip of the cap for a job well done. Leonard, the sixth leading scorer in the league this season at better than 26 per game. Just can't say enough about how great he was here in game two. And Orlando's offensive issues. Now, this crowd has seen the means. The Lebronto Craptors, year after year, playing second fiddle to LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers, but this year they are not going to have it. Of course, some of the crowd, they may have experienced flashbacks like a soldier suffering from PTSD, reliving the most gruesome and vile episodes of war. However, even after Kyle Lowry's pitiful game on performance, that crowd in the Air Canada Centre, they are ready for action. From the very first second, from the starting tip until the 48 minute mark, they are behind their team. And to mirror this, the Raptors are also ready for action. 11 to 0 start. And this, ladies and gentlemen, is where the battle lines were drawn. And who was it that stood up when his team needed him the most? <laughs> it's Mr. Fun Guy, Kawhi Leonard. 37 points, plus minus of 37. 
He was 15 of 22 from the field with four threes. He slashed past Aaron Gordon time and time again to dunk. He looked at him pitifully. I'm making a reference to that video. I, some of you have seen it when Paul George is guarding him and he looks at him with much disgust. Is it? Is this? There's this peasant in his vicinity who's who's nastying the air that he breathes. And this man, this man's performance was epitomized by stealing an errant pass from Vucevic, going coast to coast and finishing a tough layup over Jonathan Isaac. Kawhi doesn't care what Jonathan Isaac's standing reach is. On this particular day, he did exactly what he wanted to do. But primarily, what was this game about? We, I talked about Kawhi's performance. What was this game about? This game was about the claps. Aside from this one wide open free and a ferocious slam of a nice Gordon Aaron Gordon pass in the first quarter from the returning prodigal son, a man who burned all of those who stepped to him on this particular night. He scored 15 points off the bench and he went three from seven from the three point line. Of course, I'm talking about Terence Ross. Aside from Terence Ross, the Magic players had to work for every single shot. By the end of the game, there was certainly no excitement or jumping around from their exhausted team. They were 37% from the field, 26% from free. They turned the ball over 17 times to the Raptors' seven. And alongside Ross, the only other bright spot was Aaron Gordon, who had an excellent game. He made some extremely difficult shots. This uh, three-pointer over Marcus Gasol, um, with a disgusting block on Pascal Siakam and he was 8 from 12 from the field uh, eventually ending up with 20 points in the game however that was it that was the those were the only two positives that the Magic could rely on now going to the rest of the Raptors team Mr. Carl Lowry not quite Royal Thickens of course that title is reserved for James Harden, but you know, let's let's call him Prince Pickens. He finished a layup after a beautiful backdoor cut and pass from Gasol, and really rebounded after his game one horror show uh, with stats of two steals and one block alongside his 22 points. We also had a fantastic contribution from Pascal Siakam. He was 19 and 10, and his whole performance was encapsulated after that Aaron Dunk block that I was talking about. Siakam gets the ball back and he immediately finishes off a reverse layup after a drive. This was resilient, this was grit, this was hustle, everything Raptors basketball has embodied over the past two years. Finally, to round this game off, I'll finish off with Mr. Triple Single Mark Gasol, of course, you guys might think this is an insult, but this is what Mark Gasol, this is why he was needed for these playoffs. It wasn't about scoring 30, uh, getting 15 assists, like he, he wasn't the man like he was at Memphis. Well, they had nine points, all of those points came from three point range where he was three from four, so shooting 75%. 
he had five assists, three rebounds, and incredibly four steals, which is uh, quite astonishing for a big man. And he he was just an absolute pest from second one to the 48 minute mark. Like I said earlier, that's like I said is the exact type of game you want from him. And after a 30 point blowout correction, 29 point blowout. 111 to 82 points, we proceed to game three. That's a trap question. Am I supposed to answer that type of question? You can, you can answer it. Rovin. Rovin. No comment, right? That's a good way to answer that, right? No comment, man. Don't try to come on. Ne next question. That's a good one. <laughs> the hardest part has been you just don't deal with it in the regular season. Like, you hardly ever are in foul trouble. And all of a sudden, here we are playing for the games that mean something, and we're in deep foul trouble two games in a row. That was the sound of Pascal Siakam and Nick Nurse talking about the treatment that the Raptors got from the refs, which perhaps overshadowed a little bit Pascal Siakam's first major playoff score. It was a foreshadowing of what was to come in later rounds against the likes of the Bucks and the Warriors. But Siakam scoring 30 here off 13 of 20 shooting showed that the Raptors were not just a one-man team. Now Kawhi came into this game as an ill man. He came in off, off a, I should say, a brilliant game two performance as was already highlighted. But he came in ill and shot 5 from 19 from the field. And when you have your talisman shooting 26% from the floor you're gonna need other people to step up step up and the main man here was pascal siakam he could go from anywhere he went three from four from beyond the arc you know he was helped of course by the likes of norman powell and danny green who shot equally well from the three but it was siakam here who really really nailed it and one other shout out in this game was of course to kyle lowry now before we delve into exactly what action he did let's go through step by step the last few minutes in this admittedly very tight game in Orlando it was a boisterous crowd it was the Raptors first game away in this playoffs and for the magic they had huge impetus to try and keep home court advantage after stealing one in Toronto in game one so let's go through the very end now the Magic had brought back the game, the Raptors had a double digit lead all the way up to about 3 minutes to go. Then it was none other than former Raptor Terence Ross, who you guys know I have a special affinity with for his exciting playstyle, his ability to create something out of nothing. That's exactly what he did in Orlando. 24 points for Mr. Ross. An excellent layup brought Orlando within 4, with just 2 minutes to go. Then, after Siakam nailed a clutch floater, it was Terence Ross again coming off a screen and off balance launching a three to put the wrapped to put the magic, sorry, in a one possession game. Kawhi went up the other end and he missed. Not surprisingly, judging what he did the rest of the game, but the ball with still in his hands, Nick Nurse still trusted him. Strangely, maybe he was relying on him finding some of his game two form. It's not a big deal, he's a great player, as we all know. He missed, and it landed off the front rim, and 
with all the height in that Raptors lineup, so you had the starters out on the floor, you had Siakam, Leonard, Green, Gasol, and Lowry out on the floor, you wouldn't have expected your point guard to be grabbing that offensive board. It was his only one of the game, it was one of five rebounds overall, but his only offensive rebound of the game. And the desire with which Kyle Lowry chased down that ball when it came off the front rim saved the game because you know, without it, the Raptors, the Magic would have got on, gone up the other end. They had a huge crowd noise behind them. They had amazing three-point shooters on the floor from Vucevic to Ross to DJ Augustine. Memories of game one started to crop up again. But he grabbed that offensive ball. It meant Leonard was allowed to shoot two free throws and then the Magic couldn't simply make up that five-point deficit with just 15 seconds to go. Just excellent, excellent resolve from the Raptors. There was performances all round. You saw Danny Green shooting well again from behind the arc. Even Ibaka coming off the bench with eight rebounds in just 21 minutes. You had that solidity throughout the team and... I believe that if this game had gone the Magic's way, you might not have seen the Raptors even make it past the first round, or make it in less than seven games past the first round, let me say. Because it, momentum is so, so important, and despite the Raptors pulling it off in game two with a resounding, resounding win, this was just had a little bit of edge to it, and he felt if it had gone the other way, the rest of the series would have turned out very very different. Now it was time for the Raptors once again to come back to Orlando and try and stamp their authority on this series deservedly. Leonard again and he's fouled! <laughs> this guy is something else. Just the ability to get where he wants when he wants and there allows Vucevic to run into him still strong enough to finish through the contact. This is a room deal on the run out. Leonard is back and he turns him back. Remarkable defense by Leonard. He is just an amazing player. As good as there is in our league on both ends. Leonard fending off a Wundu. He cannot be stopped. Augustine. He's in trouble. Fournier comes to the rescue, but turned it over off his knee. Van Fleet loves it for Siakam. And the Raptors have just placed an exclamation point on game number four. Kawhi Leonard sprinkling his stardust on the NBA postseason yet again. Now, going into this crucial game four, will the Raptors go up 3-1 to one, or will the Magic square the series up before going back to the Air Canada Centre? While the Toronto fans chant, we the North, we are very much in the South at the Amway Centre in Florida. Now... When the game started off, it was fairly close in the first quarter and indeed in the second quarter. But towards the end of that second period, the flying dinosaurs started to pull away and they actually ended up going into the second half 16 points up. One particular highlight was Aaron Gordon, who after a pick and roll on the wing, swerved past Pascal Siakam. And he seemed to get past Serge Ibaka to slam it. But Ibaka holds his nerve and shows his worth by denying the bedroom poster. And as the Magic were gaining some momentum in the third quarter, 
Freddy Krueger receives a ball inbound. He then full court passes it to a wide open Danny Green who just received an off ball screen from a bucker. And with that aforementioned blocked 13 points in total, beautiful. Next, we have Norm Powell who is 7 of 9 from the floor with 14 collected boards and 16 scored in just 21 minutes which made the Raptors crowd roar. Now, going to some of the overall stats. The Raptors, they out-rebounded the Magic 45-34, to which was rather unusual. And, of course, as we know, Toronto very much struggle on the rebounding front this year after uh, Kawhi obviously left for the Clippers. The Magic in this game, they were 21% from three. Gordon, um, he actually had another excellent game, as he did in Game 2. He had 25 points, and he was 10 of 17 from the field, with seven rebounds five assists and one steal. He was carrying, or at least attempting to carry the magic on that very muscular back of his. Fournier, Evan Fournier, actually also had a decent game with 16 points, but he was only two of eight from the three-point line, and of course normally he's a very, very competent three-point shooter. I think the performance that provided me with the most warmth and comfort was Mr. T. Ross, who in this loss had five points after the coin toss in just 30 minutes. He was one of five from the field with three turnovers and he will possibly have to look for job seeker allowance after playing a role in costing his team this game. Splashy splash splash like a magic cop in the Pokemon series the Raptors going into the fourth quarter were up by 15 points. And in that fourth quarter, Toronto, they were just Tom cruising. They were making it rain man from every position on the court. Again, one particular highlight in that fourth quarter was Carl Lowry passing it to Fred Van Vliet, who then tossed it up to Siakam on the fast break with Pascal finishing off the alley-oop to make it Mission impossible for the Magic. And who was the top gun in tonight's performance, you might ask? Well, it was Mr. White Walker himself. Kawhi with another monstrous and perhaps even inhuman performance. With his game-high 35% usage rate, Kawhi went 12 of 20 from the field, 8 of 9 from the free throw line with 30 Four points. He also had a 71% true shooting rate with six rebounds, two steals, and two blocks. Uh, to give you a quick synopsis of Kawhi's game, in the first quarter, he stripped T. Ross. He went to the rim, 360 spin move, slam. Fourth quarter, it seemed as if the Magic were trundling towards an easy layup but fumbling the opportunity as Kawhi mumbles, fungi having fun, and rejects Orlando Disney World at the rim. He said, there will be no roller coaster rides for you to that Orlando Magic team. Now, what about some other performances for the Raptors? Well, we had Mr. Gasol. Two points, two steals, two blocks, two assists. Six rebounds and zero turnovers. Like I said, Mr. Triple Single, but that's all we need 
him to do as a Raptors fan. He is the glue that holds this team in place. Next, we have Danny Green, who struggles slightly. You know, he, he also had two rebounds, two assists, two steals. He was two of six from three with eight points. Is that... Do I smell a conspiracy theory, theory brewing? Is Are the Raptors primed to enter the second round? All these twos. It's something fishy is going on. Well, let's wait and see. Carl Larry, He wasn't... Offensively, he wasn't too great tonight. He only had nine points. He had six turnovers. However, he still contributed with four steals, four rebounds, and nine assists. And that's what we expect from Carl Lowry. Even if he isn't on fire when it comes to shooting the ball, he'll do everything else, all the scrappy little plays in order to help his team win. Final score? 107 plays 85, and we roll onwards into Game 5. Takes a three, doesn't go. And that's going to do it. The Toronto Raptors, for the first time in franchise history, they've won four in a row in the postseason. After losing Game 1 to the Orlando Magic on a game-winning shot by DJ Augustine, 104-101. The Toronto Raptors were dominant throughout. Orlando led in the next four. Game five, and it seemed like barely two weeks ago that the Raptors were already raising fears of a first round exit despite having Kawhi Leonard. But now game five, and it was time for the Magic's turn to try and stay alive. Interestingly enough, Magic coach Steve Clifford, before the game, was actually asked how he'd look back on this season and what lessons he'd hoped to impart on his young team. Uh, the season wasn't over yet. They still had a game. 3-1 comebacks, as we know, aren't too uncommon and are most definitely possible. But Clifford, of course, basically knew the series was over after Game 3. Game 4, as we heard, was another comfortable victory despite being away. And now the Raptors are coming back to Toronto and in front of their home fans, they're going to deliver an efficient, calm performance. It felt like the pressure was off. It felt like for once in the Raptors' playoff lives, they were just having fun on the court. They knew they were going to win. They knew they had this series on lock. The game finished 115-96 to Toronto. But, to be honest, the last quarter where the Magic outscored Toronto by 10 was all garbage time, so it could have been a 29-point differential between these two sides. Evan Fournier, on the floor in his 34 minutes, was minus 42. And as we said before, what better way to round off the series than all the Raptors playing in their typical fashion? Kawhi Leonard, 32 minutes on the court, 27 points, a very efficient 8 from 11 shooting. Siakam carrying on his form that he would only grow to build throughout this whole playoff series, 24 points and 50% shooting. Danny Green dropping a couple of threes from behind the arc. Lowry, 9 assists. Gasol playing the role of the big man playmaker, a couple of assists to go with his 9 rebounds in a block. 
The bench even came to life. Norman Powell, we love to see playoff P. We haven't quite seen him kick off just yet during these five games. But 11 points of 5 of 9 shooting always helps. Sergi back as well, providing that big man cover off the bench. We even saw a great little cameo for Jeremy Lin. A couple of points there, sunk a nice couple of free throws. And uh, as we heard in that commentary from Maddie D, Mr. 3 going to the very end. But it ensured that he really cemented his place on that celebration stage in uh, in Oakland and earned that ring. And that's genuine. Jeremy Lin played in the playoffs, he played in the finals, and he deserves that ring. No one deserves it more than him. No one deserves it more than him. I'm glad he's having a good career. In any sense, we're going on a slight tangent. Because there's really not too much to talk about in this game. For the first time in franchise playoff history, Toronto wasn't... Toronto fans weren't put through sort of an emotional, turmoil, tumultuous time during a playoff game. If you're a Toronto fan and you have been for a few years, you sort of know every playoff game. You're watching, you're hunched up. You you don't know what to say. You, You snap at people if they try and tell you things. Because it's so important every single play seems to matter when it comes to Toronto playoff game this one you could just sit back relax and enjoy the ride the Raptors are going on to the Eastern Conference semi-finals to face the Philadelphia 76ers now before we end this episode we have to look at some overall playoff picture these five games were quite indicative of what was to come there was no surprise about the Raptors' top scorer despite uh, a Game 3 flu-like game, but the opposite of what Michael Jordan did in his flu game. Kawhi Leonard bounced back to score 139 points off 90 field goals throughout the series. Siakam just behind him. People didn't quite know about him. You could see that other fans were starting to keep an eye, but other fans were also thinking, okay, it's only the magic. You expected to beat them and Siakam's your number two option. Uh, we don't care. We don't care. It's Stephen A's voice. But Raptors fans knew something special was up. Lowry recovered from a zero-pointer, a nil point in Game 1, to drop 57 throughout this. That included 43 assists and 10 steals, of course. Uh, and you had, basically you had everyone from numbers 1 to 7 contributing. Interestingly enough, Van Vliet did not quite kick off yet. 115 minutes only yielded... 36 points off 34 field goals, but as we all know, the best was yet to come from Fred Van Vliet. 